Which transfer quarterback makes the most sense for the Auburn Tigers? You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me as he does every Friday, Daryl Daprich, Montgomery radio legend, hanging out with us. And we'll, we're going to rank the positions of need that Auburn needs to find in the transfer portal. That's coming up. But let's talk quarterback first here, Daryl Daprich. While it does seem like some Auburn fans are still high on Peyton Thorne, which is totally justified. I totally get where they're coming from because I think the roster around him is going to get better. There are plenty of names that I still think makes the room better and gives you a competition going into spring. And, Daryl, let's just kind of run through them real quick. Riley Leonard is a big one. Cam Ward is a big one. Uh, Grayson McCall, MJ Morris, KJ Jefferson, DJ Uagalale. I mean, so many different names. Big quarterback names are going to be available, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be another crazy transfer window. Yeah, I mean, it opened up quickly. And the, the interesting part about that list, Zach, is that we know for a fact after last year that some names leaked that Auburn was looking at that yeah. have now resurfaced. Um, I believe the Riley Leonard situation has been ongoing for as far as a rumor for over a year because of the situation with his girlfriend and being a Fairhope kid. We know about Grayson McCall last year. Um, I feel like you know, the MJ Morris thing last year, we just heard, we heard smoke. Right. And so at the end of the day, it's, it's such an advantage that Auburn maybe would get somebody that can come in before the spring. So all those out of those names, to be perfectly honest with you, I had a name that excited me the most and I've changed on that. Well, the name that excited me the most was Riley Leonard, but now it appears that that's not going to happen. It seems like all signs are pointing to Notre Dame, he entered the portal and all the crystal balls uh, came in very quickly, all pointing to Notre Dame. So clearly there's something going on there. Outside of that, I think there's a big drop-off, if I'm going to be a totally honest with you, Daryl. So what name of these excites you the most? Cam Ward. How come? The kid, you know, played an incarnate word. And so you kind of take that with a grain of salt and say, okay, you know, that's a really lower level football. I don't care how electric. I mean, he's got the measurables, the size, the speed, the arm strength, but he did have two successful years at Washington state. Now you can say, well, that's a pac 12 defense. Uh, Same defenses that Bo Nix and Caleb Williams are playing against. So if you're going to put them on a pedestal, and glorify both of them as a Heisman winner and a Heisman candidate. They're facing the same defenses that Cam Ward faced, and Cam Ward had multiple success. Not only that, he beat out a kid named Jaden Deloria at Washington State, who was a two-year starter, who ended up leaving and going to Arizona and having a great two years before he got unseated because of an injury. So my point is, if he can beat out Deloria, and he did so well at another Pac-12 school, I think the kid is legit. Does that translate to a SEC defense? I don't know. Did it for Bo Nix? I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, I know, you know, Bo Nix had a lot more success leaving and going to play Pac-12 defenses. So did Caleb Williams. So I think you got to take that with a grain of salt. What I like about him most 
is the dynamic of being able to run too. And he's big and he's strong. And again, I think I think that that whole dual threat type thing or the ability, not in, not in a prototypical way, but if the play breaks down, I really like him. I really like his physical attributes. That's so interesting because I was about to say of all the names that we've mentioned, he's probably the least mobile. So uh, that, that's interesting that we're seeing different things when we look up stuff on, on Cam Ward. But I think that's he's not beauty. mobile by design. He's mobile by necessity. And I think there's a difference there. Well, that's what Peyton Thorne was at Michigan State, right? And we saw what he was right. able to do with his legs. A shockingly good runner down the stretch there. So we'll we'll see. Another one that a lot of Auburn fans are talking about, K.J. Jefferson, uh, the Arkansas quarterback. I don't think the fit makes a ton of sense, Daryl, but it is an intriguing thought if you really want to if you really want to go down that uh, that rabbit hole. Yeah, I just don't. You know, this is about fit and making the most sense, and it just doesn't. I'm with you. He seems statue, and I, I mean, again, it, if Ward's that way, but Ward seems to have some more elusivity in the pocket. It can be a little more elusive, but yeah, Jefferson just doesn't seem like a good fit, and I really can put my finger on why. I'm with you, but in in, in Freeze's system. I'm with you. KJ Jefferson's not the lowest on the list of quarterbacks for me, but yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sold. He beats out Peyton Thorne this spring, and that's kind of the question. Is like, okay, I think Riley Leonard beats out Peyton Thorne. I think Cam Ward beats out Peyton Thorne. I think after that, like, I'm not sold. Grayson McCall beats hmm. out a Peyton Thorne this spring. Daryl, who would you take in that battle? You gotta. You gotta. You know present that question in a way of the the Peyton Thorne of in the current situation, I would take Grayson McCall currently. What Peyton Thorne could be with another spring under his belt and weapons, right. i.e. good receivers, yes. Then that changes that dynamic, and then Thorne is probably the, the dude. So in the here and now, the current version of Peyton Thorne, I'd take Grayson McCall. What Peyton Thorne can become six months from now, like I said, going through a spring and having some receivers, then because we saw that snapshot of that at Michigan State. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's the question. Probably only two of those mentioned would beat out Peyton Thorne. Um, it, you know, the current version, maybe four. But what we're projecting him to be, that's what makes it interesting. I'd take McCall right now. I would revisit this come – April, if Auburn signs that wide receiver class they're talking about signing and yeah. gets one more stud in the portal as a receiver. so I, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. And I think any of these quarterbacks makes the room better. I love the idea that the floor, the floor of your quarterback room is any of these guys. I think that's really, really exciting, especially because you saw how this staff handled the quarterback position through the first I mean, for the majority of the season, Daryl, I, I think it was it was a head scratcher. We got to assume that's not going to happen in year two. I hope not. We'll see. We will certainly see. But I think all of these make the quarterback room better. I think it's best for Auburn if Peyton Thorne is pushed this spring and then maybe even over the summer and into early fall. However, I do think if it's close, They've got to make some decisions regarding NIL and, and all of that. And I think that decision will take care of itself over the course of the summer. We'll see. We'll see on that. But there, there are talented quarterbacks out there. And the portal hasn't even officially opened yet. It'll open on Monday, and you're going to see even more names. Absolutely. And here's the thing, too. 
Auburn is not in a situation or does not have the luxury to bring in a quarterback that's not substantially an upgrade over Peyton Thorne. Because of the numbers in the quarterback room, you can't bring somebody in that's just going to compete for the job and end up being the backup. You don't have the numbers. Even if Gurner leaves, you don't have the numbers with Walker White coming in. So the only way you add to that room, in my opinion, not for depth, not – I know you talk about pushing Peyton Thorne. I wouldn't even add a quarterback just to push him. The only way I add a quarterback is if he's substantially better than Thorne, difference maker, game changer, NFL prospect. That's it. Otherwise, that room's too crowded. You you don't have the luxury of swinging and missing in the quarterback room now. Yeah, and, and I've seen some folks say that there's a chance that they add two quarterbacks in the portal and all that. And I'm not saying it's impossible that that happens, Daryl, but I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't think Hugh Freeze wants to use more than four scholarships on quarterback. It's not an ideal situation. And I think the timing is really unfortunate for Robbie Ashford that he can't go play somewhere else if he's not happy here because he doesn't graduate until midsummer. It seems to be kind of the consensus here. And like, that's not a great situation for him to graduate and then go to a new place and have just a few weeks to kind of get acclimated and, and potentially compete for a job that doesn't help him out. So I don't know. I don't know how you handle that situation if you're Hugh Freeze. I do think you throw one out there. I do think you throw a scholarship out there and go to five. If, like you said, there's a guy that you feel confident in being better than Peyton Thorne. But right now, I'm not sold that a lot of these guys are better than Peyton Thorne. So we will see. There's no question Auburn's going to have a chance to make this roster better from top to bottom, Daryl. And so we're going to rank our five position groups outside of quarterback that Auburn has to, has to, has to attack in the portal to get better for 2024. That's coming up right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the offers on FanDuel are heating up. Right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. This is a big brain move on my part. You can put $5 on one team and then $5 on the other team. You're guaranteed to win $150. That's all I got to do. That's all I got to do. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. They've got spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off your sports winning. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Auburn Metastatic. Guys, it's, it's Christmas time. I'm going to help you out here. The easiest gift you could get the special woman in your life, just go to auburnmetastatics.com, get her a gift card. You also can go check out their physical location. It's, uh, it's across the street from, uh, from Chappie's on East Glen Avenue. But go to auburnmetastatics.com, get her a gift card. There's so many different services that they offer. Um, ranging from Botox, facials, laser treatments, just to feel relaxed. They've got you covered. And they're also going to love meeting with Dr. Nancy Herring and her master esthetician, Circe Kelly. They've got a ton of experience in the med spa industry. So give them some love. Auburn Med Aesthetics, the full-service med spa serving Auburn. Gift cards available at auburnmedesthetics.com. Daryl Daprich, our guest today. Let's rank the top five positions Auburn needs to attack in the portal. I think number one is defensive line. I think we're going to lose Marcus Harris 
And I think that is a huge, huge loss. And also, Lawrence Johnson running out of eligibility. Messiah Nasili Kite running out of eligibility. These guys weren't stars by any means, but they're key pieces of your roster that championship rosters have. These solid guys that can contribute up and down the defensive line. So I'm going to throw out... Uh, I'm going to throw out defensive line. They've got to get a ton of bodies. And I don't even think it's just a, a, qu a quality thing. I think it's a quantity thing when it comes to the defensive line, Daryl. Yeah, I, I didn't have that number one. I had it in my top two. And I think you can mirror what happened last year with the offensive line at Auburn. I, you know, remember what in the portal, Auburn got numbers. Now, I ended up they got some good quality too, but they got quantity sure. and quality. I, completely revamped it. Auburn's going to have to do that with the defensive line. So it was my number two. My number one was receivers. And, and the reason why I say that is because it's twofold. Number one, the room needs a significant upgrade, and, and it needs some, you know, some quality numbers. That's an area that needs quality, not quantity, okay? Mm -hmm. But there's a trickle-down effect. If the receivers – and Auburn gets some receivers that are higher-level receivers, I think that elevates – whoever plays quarterback's game. If it's Peyton Thorne, you upgrade the quarterback position and the wide receiver position by going and getting better receivers. You you upgrade two possessions in, in two position rooms in essence. So that's why I think it's the most important. Yeah. I believe I believe a guy that completed 63% of his passes this year and Peyton Thorne could have completed 68 or 69% nice. with better receiver play. And I'm not just talking about the drops. I'm talking about getting some separation so you can get thrown open. That that matters, and so I think that's why it affects both position groups. Especially with the way he plays. I mean, sometimes played a little scared not to make a mistake. That's going to help with your completion percentage. You may get sacked more. You may scramble more. We'll see, but I'm with you. I'm with you. My second position that Auburn needs to go out into the portal and get is edge slash jack linebacker. You do everything you possibly can to keep McAllister, or excuse me, to keep McLeod on your roster. You're losing McAllister, and we'll certainly see what happens with other guys on that position. Steven Sings, I'm, I'm actually pretty intrigued with what he's going to do, but you need more. You need more pass rushers, and you love the freshmen that are coming in. You love Joseph Phillips. You love some of these guys, uh, Jamonta Waller. You love these guys coming in, but we've seen it with Keldrick Falk, and we've seen it historically throughout the SEC, it's hard for pass rushers to just come in and make an impact in the SEC. It's really, really tough. Unless you were a special player, you're just not going to have that impact your first season. So I think Keldrick Fox is going to take a big step there, which is huge. And we'll see how they use him. If he's going to be more of a true defensive end or a jack linebacker, we'll see. But you've got to get some more older guys that are able to rush the passer, Daryl. Yeah, it's funny. You're just like one slot ahead of me. I had the edge rushers at the three spot okay. defensive line at two. And the reason why I had them a little bit behind defensive line and area of need is Falk and McLeod. I think if both of them come back, we know Falk will, and he's starting to emerge. If McLeod comes back with Steven Sings and some of the guys that are also coming in uh, as freshmen, it's not a total wipeout. I mean, it, it's I think you're – let me put it this way. I think your best edge rushers are returning, right? Your two best edge rushers are coming back. You would need to, to fill the room for depth. Steven Sings could provide some of that depth, and these freshmen could provide some of these depth. But you go to the portal to get one or two more because of injuries. 
and because of we saw it took a little while for McAllister and McLeod to get acclimated. McLeod coming up from a group of five, McAllister coming up from Vanderbilt. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, he talked about playing in front of all the people. So, yeah, you, you need it. I just don't think you need it as much as defensive tackle because your two best edge rushers are scheduled to return, hopefully. So that, so that was my three. I, I had edge at three. Got it. Got it. Brenton Williams, can he have any kind of impact in 2024 in your mind? He's the only other Jack linebacker on the roster right now. Yeah, and you know why? It's That's a big question mark is because what have we seen? At least we've seen Sings get a couple of tackles and make a couple of plays. Yeah. I mean, he could. Guys make leaps. The hardest – I totally agree with what Jake Crane said on your show yesterday is that the, 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 the hardest leap besides quarterback is along the lines of scrimmage, offensive and defensive line. Yeah. So year one to year two is where you see quarterbacks and – line play show the most progress so maybe he will but i gotta see it it's like missouri show me right i we haven't seen anything to even even a glimpse so right, right. so you had wide receiver defensive line jack edge. yes right. right edge however you want to say it okay so my third one then i, I went defensive line one edge slash jack two i got offensive line at three daryl and once again, I think it's more this year. It's more of a, a quality play, not a quantity play. You only need one or two. I think you go out and you try to get a really good offensive tackle, a guy like Gunnar Britton, who's ready to take that next step as a, as a player. And there's intrigue and message boards. Anytime an offensive tackle enters the portal and, and I don't blame them because we saw what Gunnar Britton can do, what Dylan Wade can do. And I think offensive line is probably the position where you can go to that, you know, that lower level of college football and bring a guy up that's that's able to translate, just because we've seen it, we've seen it throughout the conference now, uh, after the first few years of the portal here, and Auburn kind of got to reap the benefits of that last year. I think they're going to try to do it again, but like I said, you don't have to get a bunch of dudes. You only need one or two. Let them compete with Dylan Wade. Is Dylan Wade a guard at the next level? Maybe that's something he listens to. Possibly wanting to scoot in. Xavier Miller, I, I don't know. I don't know. But the fact that all these guys are coming back, you only need one or two of these guys, I think, to really to really make there not be that much of a drop-off from last year to this year. That's why I totally I agree 100%. That's why I had it as my next position of need. Because I feel like, and this isn't inside knowledge, I feel like Wade's going to come back. I do. I, you know Miller, Connor Liu has played. And sure. I'm really high on Dylan Sedna. Am I pronouncing that right? Um, yeah, said uh, I think he's gonna could be a plug and play guy. So you really only have to get two and maybe a, an instant starter, like you said, at tackle. And so again, you you absolutely nailed it when you said it's one of the few positions that a group of five kid can make the transition pretty seamlessly. And the reason is, if you're a junior at a group of five, you're still. 6'3", 350, right? I mean, you're not coming out of high school. Yeah. Even JUCOs, after one or two years, there still needs to be a maturation and a strength and physicality growth period. Not group of five kids. You've got a lot of guys that play group of five uh, football along the offensive lines that go to the league, mm -hmm. and they're big. They're ready. If they're juniors and seniors, they're ready to roll. They're that. They're man. They're men. So that's why I yeah. think uh, I, I would take two. And here's the thing. You've seen Auburn – allegedly already contact two that have been in the port. The Southern Miss kid is a group of five. And then Shorter, 
college in Rome, Georgia used to be NAIA, and I, I think they're Division Two now. Yeah. So that's that's weird. And oh, the other oh, that was a defensive lineman, the kid from Harvard. But anyway, so those two kids have already been allegedly contacted by Auburn and their lower level football. Uh, yeah, so. I, I'm okay with it. If you've got the frame, I think you can be coached. So Auburn's one of Auburn's best centers, right? Came from uh, uh, FCS school. When it uh, was it. Uh, the kid from Jack State or the kid from Sanford. I can't remember what like it was. Wilson? Pugh. Was it Ryan Pugh? Uh, no, it was one of those kids that came from a FCS school and was a plug so and play. Something to, to think about. It sounds like 16 is the magic number as far as what Hugh Freeze wants to spend on scholarships. So right now when you look at it, I believe Auburn has 12. Jeremiah Wright, who I, I think could transfer. I think he's a transfer candidate. Then Jaden Muskrat, Tate Johnson, Dylan Wade, Xavier Miller, EJ Harris, and Connor Liu. They will be sophomores. And then uh, Clay Whedon, Braden Joyner, Dylan Cinda, and Tyler Johnson. They'll be they'll be freshmen. I guess they'll be redshirt freshmen. And then you've got DeAndre Carter, who's a part of this class. And then we think that they're going to add another offensive lineman in this class with um I forgot Evans. about Muskrat. I totally didn't mention him as a guy like Lou. He can start a guard next year. I, I yeah, would not be shocked. So exactly. That puts you at 13. One, right? One, two, three, four, five. So I think they're going to get two. Yeah, so that, that put him one shy of where he's normally at from a yeah. scholarship standpoint. And so may, maybe they go three. I don't know. I don't know. But that, I think that's worth looking at. So we both shared our top four. Yes. No, you didn't share your fourth. Uh, you're right, but I'll do it in a second. I'll do it in a second. Other positions Auburn has to attack in the portal. We discuss in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Eddie's Calzones. They've got everything at Eddie's. It's located at 130 North College Street in downtown across from the new Target in Auburn. There's nothing like Eddie's. They've got specialty calzones, extra crispy wings, a bunch of different types of sides. They're all delicious. And look, if, if you're awake, Eddie's is open. Let's just, let's just be honest. They're open until 4 a.m. It's a late night tradition in downtown Auburn. Also, they're delivering until 4 a.m. So if you're up late and nothing is open, well, Eddie's, is, Eddie's Calzones is open. So be sure to hit them up. You can call them at 334-329-5111. Keep up with their specials on Instagram at Eddie's Calzones Auburn. Uh, but yeah, we love our friends at Eddie's. Calzones, wings, and beer open and delivering till 4 a.m. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Daryl Daprich, my fourth most important position that Auburn needs to tackle in the portal is defensive back. And I think this is another one where Auburn can go after quality not quantity, because they've got a bunch of defensive backs. They're just young. They're just young, especially at the corner position. Losing DJ James and Nehemiah Pritchett is huge. 
but you've got a guy that you feel good with, with, with Kay and Lee. I'd like another corner. I'd like another corner. I think safety is going to work itself out. I'd like a high-quality SEC starting caliber corner, and I feel way better about this room. Yeah, that was my fifth one. It's funny. I just was right behind you in pecking order. I want another corner, a bookend corner, a senior shutdown corner to go opposite of Lee, and I do think Auburn needs another starting safety. I, I like Patterson that's coming in, the Juco kid. Allegedly, he's supposed to be able to play right away. With his physicality, a plug and play guy. Don't know about Puckett. Robinson. You know, I'm sorry, Robinson, the Juco guy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Puckett, we don't know if he's coming back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Jalen Simpson, I, you know, I, I guess we're assuming he's going on to the league. I, that, I want one more safety that you can plug in to start and another corner. And I think that let the other kids learn behind them. Um, I don't know if there's any freshmen that are coming in in this class like Kay and Lee did last year that are ready to play, even in a nickel-type situation. I think Jalen Crawford's really good. I think he's really, really good. But, man, I love Tyler Scott. We haven't seen much of him. Sylvester Smith was in the two-deep at times during media windows, who's going to be a redshirt freshman this year. I think there's there, the the talent is there. They just got to find the guys who are going to be ready to see the field. So that's why I've got it at fourth because the Anthony has played some. There. Anthony has played some and played well. Wooden has got on the field, shocked me how many snaps he's got. So I think you're right about the safety position working itself out. I just, I don't know. I, I'm ready for a guy that just can come in and make an immediate impact and start. Um, well, Daryl, did you see did you see what Keontae Scott tweeted yesterday? Well, I, I'm we're hearing that he's leaving, right? He tweeted out that it was an honor and a dream come true to be invited um to the senior bowl. But he didn't say he accepted it. He yeah. didn't say he accepted it. So that'd be a big, big if he could come back and play with his punt return abilities and all that. I mean, that would be a huge that's like going out and getting a five star, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I mean, can you imagine if he would have returned one more punt this season? My fifth one is wide receiver. I, I think that I, I have it way lower than you. That's the biggest difference here. Yeah. Because I'm almost okay with the growing pains of starting the freshman. I'm just okay with it. I think I think Cam Coleman's going to be part of this class. Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, Bryce Kane, Malcolm Simmons. Uh, put them with Jay Fair and Caleb Burton. I don't hate it. I don't hate that room. Go get me one or two more outside receivers. Uh, one That's of these leaders. The That's the key, the outside guys. I'm very high on Burton. I really felt like he emerged from about the middle of the season on with as you. a viable, trusting option for Thor to throw to. It makes yeah, nice and, and he didn't go through spring, right? So, I mean, it kind of makes sense why it took him half the season to get used to everything that's going on around him. Mm -hmm. Much like we were talking about with Peyton Thorne, you know, I think it's just a spring for these guys is going to be super, super valuable. I agree. I agree. I, I see your point on that with the receiver room. But again, I think the, it's such an important position of need and it becomes a, a domino effect that that room makes the quarterback room better. It's the only position that's tied to another one. You see what I'm saying? I mean, you oh, I could get say, it. yeah, you could say that an offensive line makes the running back room better, but our running backs are elite. I'm not worried about them. So yeah. I didn't mention them. So I just think most, but I just think most receivers that are going to enter the portal aren't as good as Cam Coleman, Perry Thompson, Malcolm Simmons, and Bryce Kane. True. 
polished. I mean, I get it. Kill, I don't yes. know. Yeah, I don't know because it, we felt really good about Auburn's transfer receiver class a year ago. That's we exactly, felt really good about Shane Hooks and Nick Gardner and Jair Shorter. That's why I wanted to address the uncertainty. I don't know if four freshmen can come in and be polished enough to make the impact that needs to be made if you want to compete for championships. You want to get to a certain win plateau? Okay, maybe. But that's not what we're not about that. Auburn's not about that. That's why I'm feeling good about losing a game by, you know, because you played well. I, I don't care. I want guys that can make an impact that Auburn's in the playoff next year. Who's your Seriously. fifth one? What what position was your fifth one? Um, offensive line. Got it. Oh, okay. I thought offensive line was your fourth one. Okay. Offensive line was your fifth one. Fourth I one had, was my it was edge, I think. But anyway. I had I had linebacker written down originally on this list. And I just No, I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. Fifth was defensive backs. I apologize. Fifth was defensive backs. Because I countered what you said about having somebody opposite a lead. Fifth okay. was DBs. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, so we both left linebacker off. We both left running back off. I think that makes sense. We both left tight end off. Um, I left kickers off too because we have the best in the country. Although he gets snubbed, yeah, Such yeah, joke. such a joke. I mean, so did so did Carlson a few years ago, and it's like, what I, I, it's just a joke. I mean, Auburn has become like kicker you, yeah. I mean, seriously, and they put some guys in the league, and then you know, I mean, McPherson. I mean, how do you not miss a kick, and you're not even? It's just a joke. It's like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? But. What's the criteria if that's not, you know, it's not, and it's not like all of his kicks were like that kid from Georgia Southern that kicks for Atlanta, woo, or you, whatever his name is, that was all his kicks were inside the 30. McPherson's hit some bombs. So yeah. I, I said, I, they don't even need to have that award if that's kind of joke that they're going to, Luke Rosa's turning over in his grave. Dang. All right. Uh, did you almost put linebacker here? Because I almost did. Because, I did. But that was six. Yeah, to me, it's all about um, is if Eugene Asante stays or leaves. Yes. And yes. right now, yesterday, I felt like he was leaving. Today, I feel better that he's staying. So I, nothing happened. It's well, just, and right now on paper, what's the strongest position? We don't know about the receivers yet. It, it can be, all right? But I'm talking about kids that are actually committed. What's the strongest position group in this incoming recruiting class? Linebacker. Yeah. So now if if Cam Coleman and it commits, then that changes that, obviously. And I don't even think Ryan Williams needs to commit for that to be the strongest position group. You get the the Fab Four, and I think that becomes the strongest position group as far as this potential this upcoming recruiting class. Yeah, and I assume Keys will still be around. I, I haven't heard anything like about Key. him leaving. Yeah. One that's interesting is Robert Woodyard. You know, we heard a lot of good things about him this past spring. Can he turn the corner? Can he get more playing time? I don't know, but Auburn's got a lot of linebackers. Cam Riley, Wesley Steiner, Asante Keys, Levant. I mean, all of these guys are going to be upperclassmen several years Nixon in this system. Nixon's gone. Nixon's the only one that can't come back. That's what I thought, yeah. Yep, Larry Nixon's the only one that can't come back. So we'll, um, we'll see. We will see. All right, Daryl, how can people check out everything you've got going on? Follow me, DAP6410. You can catch me Monday mornings, Auburn Opelika this morning with Ben Taylor at 710 and then on the line with Jacob Goins Tuesday afternoons on the Auburn Network, my friend. Yes, absolutely. Read all of our work at auburndaily.com. Click that subscribe button and we will see you on Monday. This has been Locked on Auburn.